welcome to FiverrCast, the official Fiverr podcast for sellers by sellers. My name is Red, aka Red Horrocks, and I'm a voiceover artist, a Fiverr superseller and ambassador. I've been a seller on Fiverr since January of 2013. I started out as a part-timer. I'm now a Fiverr seller full-time, and I'm delighted to be hosting FiverrCast. And I'm Adam, aka TwistedWeb123, also a Fiverr seller and ambassador on Fiverr. I specialize in web programming and design, having initially registered all the way back in 2010. With almost five years under my belt, I'm happy to be sharing my knowledge and experience with like-minded sellers in a capacity as host. This is the inaugural episode of FiverrCast, a new podcast where we delve into the ins and outs of being a seller on Fiverr. We'll be bringing you a new episode every week covering a range of topics, as well as answering questions from the community and speaking with guests about their own experiences. In today's podcast, we're going to be covering the topic of Fiverr in Hours, how we go about managing our time, along with our balance of work life we may have outside of Fiverr, our family and any other commitments we may have going. So Adam, tell me what your workday looks like. My workday can vary from day to day, but that's the great thing about Fiverr, where you could wake up to one order, you could wake up to ten orders. There's so many tools available with that. I think the the true way to get a balance is to make sure you're always ahead of your queue. So if you're waking up with nothing on that day, you can really prioritize how you're going to work. And I think I do a similar thing. Um, I generally start my day with answering all of my admin work. So I'll get up in the morning, I'll grab my coffee, I'll spend, you know, 45 minutes or so just getting my stuff together, answering client questions, looking on any modifications that have come through from the night before, and then it depends on what I'm doing. If I've got uh, an event that I have to go to or I'm having lunch with a friend, I can get all of my work done ahead of time and I can build myself what I like to call a buffer. So I can get work done ahead of time to give me space in my queue in order to live my life. Yeah, I think that's definitely the best way to go ahead and do that. However, I will say you're a lot more organized than me spending 45 minutes in the morning answering questions. Well, that's how long it takes me to drink enough coffee to wake up. So there's... Oh, (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do when you've got more work than you expect? How How do you work that into your day? I'll be honest. I approach Fiverr in a very analytical sense. I record every single thing I do to make sure that I'm working at maximum capacity. So if I've got 10 orders or if I've got 100 orders, I mark the time it takes me to do one order at that time. And if I'm busy, I just look to increase that. So if I know I'm very busy and I've got, say, 50 orders to do in one day, I'll make sure that I am doing an average of each order per, let's say, 5 to 10 minutes maximum, where if I'm quieter, I will give myself a bit more leeway to do that. So I often only associate so much time per day to do the work. It's just about how quick I'll work in that time period. So do you ever do you ever find that you'll have family interrupting you? Like how do you how do you handle it when your plan gets thrown out the window? I've uh, I've gone through two births with Fiverr still active with no vacation mode at that point in time and I will say it was very interesting. Um, and it's just something I powered through because the only thing I thought was whilst you have busy days, it's how you handle those busy days and manage to have a couple of late nights or a couple of early mornings. That's how you define yourself as a great fiber seller because it shows that you're in it for the long run and you're taking it as serious as you should be to make sure you succeed. That's really, really, uh, impressive that you went through two bursts. I mean, Wow. You should say that to my partner, not me, to be honest. (laughs) I think it was harder on her than it was on me. 
I think there was a time where I think the second birth had the fiber app available and there were a few stairs and hand squeezing going on. <laughs> so I think today as well, to help with the discussion, we're going to bring in a guest speaker or a, um, another fiber seller available who is Tom and we shall bring him into the call and he can go ahead and uh, introduce himself. Hi there, Tom. How are you doing today? Um, good, thank you. Uh, my name's Tom. Um, I'm the graphic designer behind Newball 3D and I work on Fiverr. Um, I'm a top rated seller, super seller, and I'm also a Fiverr ambassador. Um, so yeah, fire your questions. So we talked a little bit about what my day looks like and what Adam's day looks like. What does your day look like as far as your Fiverr schedule? How do you fit everything in? Uh, well, I really enjoy my bed, so I spend a lot of um, the morning in bed, um, reading through my messages, going through modifications, um, and then I'll get up and get ready, put some clothes on, and then I'll sit down at my desk, and uh, I, I work a good six hours on um, designing. Being a graphic designer, you must receive quite a lot of modification requests, so how do you handle those requests in regard, uh, in comparison to new orders? Because I imagine if, for example, you have 10 orders one day and you had 10 orders the previous day, if four of those came back and asked for modifications, you would almost, you'd have 14 orders more than normal. So how do you juggle them um, in your queue? Uh, well, I tend to go through my modification requests uh, early on in the morning uh, just to make sure they're out, the, out of the way. Um, and then if I have a bit of spare time in the evening, I'll go through just, just to check if there's any more modifications needed doing or if not, they just have to wait to the morning. So you, you allocate specific time for modifications? Um, yes, you could say that, yes. So okay, that, that's, that's quite a good idea. Does that mean that if you don't have any modifications, you just sit and watch TV? Party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I kind of uh, split. I mean, we, we have the orders that are active and need doing. We need we have modifications and we have messages. So I kind of sp split those into groups um, and go through each category at, at once. That sounds like a good idea because I, at the moment, I do modification requests as soon as possible when they come in and it can really throw me off my work process yes. where I may be really in the, you know, in the zone of completing new gigs and then I have three come back with modification requests and you just get thrown off and a bit disheartened, I find. Yeah, it's, it's all about I, focus. I, like I mean, I think, I think doing it the way you've just said uh, can break your focus up a lot. Definitely. I think uh, I'm going to take So, yeah, you want to get into the zone of designing, then you want to get in the zone of being top customer service person, and then you want to be in the zone of making modifications and, yeah. I think, um, I, think I do a similar thing to you, Tom, because generally what I'll do is I'll do answering all my client emails, and then I'll do, I'll do my pickups, which is my modifications as a voiceover person. But then I'll usually, I won't start my main recording for the day until maybe three or four hours later. So I have a nice big chunk where I can get all my errands run and all of my other stuff done. And then I tend to work on into the evening rather than during the day. So, but I see what you're saying. It really does. If you're in the middle of doing what you've been doing, and then all of a sudden you've got to backtrack to something you've already filed away is completed in your brain, it can take a minute to switch yeah. to that again. Yes, certainly. Well, like I say, it's interesting here that you do your work uh, later in the evening. So, you, you know, you spend your day doing uh, events and activities and errands. Um, but that's the great thing about Fiverr. It can really fit around your life. Yeah, I work, um, I mostly work in the evenings because my other half works an evening job. So instead of him working a nine to five, 
he works 3.30 to midnight. So I try and keep the same work schedule as him, which I normally, if I wasn't doing something like Fiverr, I wouldn't be able to do. No. But it means schedules can match up, so when we have stuff to do during the day, we can do it together. I work in the evenings mainly as well because um, I have a young family, so I spend a lot of the time with my two young children and my partner. And then uh, I usually crack down to work properly maybe about 6, 7 p.m. The rest of the day I might tag in and out, look at messages, respond to anything, but I'm not properly working until evening time. Yes, there are also these uh, late-nighters as well, you know, when you get a few too many orders in. or. Um... So what's the latest you guys have ever stayed up working? Oh, wow. Uh, I think in the early days, um, when, there was, when it was $5 per gig, um, there was no extras. Um, I think then I had a massive influx of orders, and I must have I been up for at least 24 hours. Um, getting those orders done. Um, my time management wasn't great back then either. Uh, but yeah, so probably I probably stayed till up till twelve midday. Mine was when I first got made a superseller. I was I was the first superseller, so I had no idea what it would entail or what would happen. And I got a message from Natalie, the community manager at the time, just give me a heads up that I was going to be the superseller. And I think that message came in about ten a.m. and the blog was up by midday. And within an hour, I had over 100 orders with no idea it was going to happen. I didn't change my delivery time of two days. I didn't change anything at all. And I was absolutely swamped. And I believe I worked for something like 39 hours straight to, oh, <laughs> to wow. catch up. And the irony was I made, I, I made a lot of good revenue over that time. It was really great. But I also broke my laptop. So <laughs> it kind of evened out in the end where I broke my laptop and I had to buy a new one for that. Oh, dear. Wow. That kind of cancels it out then. <laughs> it was it was interesting because it was also only a couple of days after my son was born as well. So it was a very interesting, busy time. Oh, well, you're okay. the definition of when it rains, it pours, aren't you? I, I think so. And yourself, Red? Um, I think that the latest I've stayed up working is probably, probably like a... I've had a few days where it's been like 3 a.m., and it's hard for me because there's a limit to how much talking I can do before I start to lose my voice. So uh, those are always fun times when I'm up until when I'm up until three, and I've been recording for maybe ten hours, and you start to get a little rough around the edges, and you have to do a couple more retakes. Um, but uh, that generally, for me, happens if I'll suddenly get an enormous order that I don't know that I'm going to get. So I don't check my orders in advance. I, I just go through whatever the next one is in my queue. And occasionally I will open up my queue and it will be 10,000 words. And I'll be like, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. So I guess I'll get that done. So being one of the biggest voiceover sellers on Fiverr and also managing your time, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, what do you do on those occasions where you may have a sore throat or a bad voice or even have a cold? How would you manage your orders in that sort of um, scenario well that's one of the one of the things about Fiverr is we don't really get sick days here and I really tend to avoid stopping working because my customers have come to rely on me I have a lot of repeat business it's generally all about being very very careful in my recordings if I've if I've lost my voice or I've got a cold it just takes me a lot longer to work um, I also firmly believe in cough syrup cough drops and uh, hot toddies are, are awesome. I make mine with fireball whiskey. I highly recommend it. 
yeah, you don't really get sick days. So you just have to kind of push through. There have been a couple of times where I've had to come to a client and been like, hey, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I've just lost my voice. I'm going to need a minute. And they tend to be extremely understanding because they, are, they too are human and recognize that you are as well. Um, so, yeah. And I imagine as well, if you have that buffer that we talked about previously, that can help with that. Because if, for example, you came down with a migraine and a really sore throat rather randomly and you just couldn't fix it that day, you have always kind of got that buffer where you can take away, take the day off, come back to it the day after and hope everything is fine. Well, sometimes, but for me, I do have an extra fast delivery option, which is a one day option. So a lot of the time I have to deliver work anyway. Because uh, I that's a, I used to have the one day option, but I changed it specifically for two days because I realized that I couldn't always guarantee one day whilst I could 90% of the time. If something did come up or if a friend invited me to go to a, a pub or a restaurant or something, I realized that I couldn't actually do that because some of the work I was doing, such as video recording, could only be done at certain hours of the day when I had good background noise. So I, I was finding that if a client, say, ordered at 7 p.m. and I was out for the evening, I couldn't get it done before 7 p.m. the next day. So I had to change that for two days just to make that easier for me. Yeah, that makes sense for you. See, that's the benefit of recording is I can do it at any time of the day. But but yeah, I mean, there's a pressure, though, for sellers, I'm sure, to have that one-day delivery, especially for me. My particular category is extremely competitive. It's necessary for my clients, and a lot of the time – my clients will have work that they need immediately. And that's, you know, it's mm. not exactly my fault, but it's one of those things that I do have to try and accommodate. And again, in a competitive category, it's hard not to. So if you two are going to give your biggest piece of advice for how to handle time management on Fiverr, if there was one thing you guys could tell our listeners, what would you tell them? Don't um, drain your energy because it's often um, very tempting to... I would say in the morning, burning a candle at both ends. You can get uh, when the when you've got a list of uh, gigs in queue, and you see the revenue there. It's very tempting to just work twenty four seven, but you, then your work quality is going to suffer, and your clients will start to notice. So I'd just make sure that you're um, taking the time off uh, and time away from the computer and time off from work. I think I think that's some great advice because, like you say, the fact you could see orders upcoming, you could earn that money if you stayed up later and, and carried it forward. I think that's some great advice because I am probably quite uh, guilty of doing that myself. And there have been a few late mornings where I've either woken up late or I've worked too. I was a little bit too tired, and maybe quality's gone down. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, it's very tempting. Mine would probably be, as we've probably um, as we've already discussed, would be to have the buffer. So there's been a few times where I've been on Fiverr and I've had things like my children being born at both um, unexpected days. Um, neither of them were when they're meant to turn up. So it, having the buffer allowed me to have that kind of emergency. Because um, as Red points out, there's the, with Fiverr, you have nothing such as sick days or leave on the day if you needed to. So whilst you can message your buyers, and most will understand and be thankful for that, creating that buffer for yourself does make time management a lot easier because you've always got that buffer to help you no matter what. And how about yourself, Red? I think that my biggest piece of advice for people is to stay on top of your communication. It's very, very important, of course, to build your buffers and to get your orders done on time. But at this end of the day, 
for my clients, one of the most important things is for them to know that I'm communicating with them. So having that time set aside, especially in the beginning of the day, to make sure that I'm, I'm communicating with my clients, that helps. Because then if for some reason it's going to take me a minute to get to something, my clients understand because I've already told them, hey, I'll have this retake for you. I, I'm back in the studio at four. I'll take care of it then. And then you don't find you've got all of these times during the day where you're responding to clients saying, where are you, where are you, where are you? No, that's that's uh, that sounds fantastic as well. I think I think most clients are quite they give a lot more leeway than people would imagine that they do. So I think as long as you say, as long as you're communicating with them and you're being honest about what's going on when it's it's happening and all this kind of other um, areas of that, I think clients can be great in understanding how you handle your own schedule as long as you communicate that to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they again, everyone's human and. Uh... It's good to remind everyone of that. Okay, so we, we've covered the topic and we've now got a few questions from the community, which hopefully we're going to be able to answer today. Um, I'll throw the first one open, I think, to Red, which is from Angela. I just joined Fiverr and put up my gig. How do I get new sales? I think this is one of the most commonly asked questions in the community on Fiverr. Um, it's always, uh, it's always scary when you start something new. And any new business is going to take time to build. You have to gain a reputation. You have to gain reviews. And, and you have to keep working at it and be patient. As far as getting your, your first sales when you start on Fiverr, one of the best things I think you can do is your own social media. If you're offering something new and exciting, tell your friends. You never know who you're going to have that knows someone who just told them they need that. Start there. Start with your community and then start to expand it. But it's all about patience. When I started, I got my first order maybe three or four days after I signed up. But it took me it took me two and a half years of work to get to where I am today. And I'm certainly not your typical seller. So patience, dedication, customer service, social media. That's my best advice for that. Okay. Do you, do you have any comments on that, Tom? Uh, no, that sounds um, that sounds very good. Um, it's very important to get fee- very good feedback early on. So over delivering is very it's essential. Sometimes it can feel like you're not being paid your worth uh, in the beginning, but you've really got to impress the, your clients. So you're putting the the over effort in early on to reap the benefits in the in the long run. It, yes, correct. Okay. So the next question we have is from Anna, who says, if you could change one thing on Fiverr, what would it be? And I'm going to throw that one to Tom. Um, I'd love to see um, a way to charge more than the base $5, which is going to really, it's going to allow you to um, accept more orders. Because sometimes you'll get um, clients ask for a little bit too much for $5, because the $5 isn't a lot. Let's face it. Um, so being able to um, set your gigs at, say, $25 is going to be a great help. I mean, that's five times the base. So, um, yes, it, that would be what I would change. And hopefully it comes soon. Okay. So um, do you have any of the community questions, Red? Sure. Uh, I have a really good one from Joe. How important are gig videos? What do you think, Adam? There have been studies previously that have said gig videos can earn up to 200% more sales. Now, what I found with this is the key to that that statistic is the fact is it's up to 200%. 
So I've often had people say to me, should I add a video? Will it increase my sales? And the fact is that usually putting a video on just by having a video would increase your sales. However, it does very much depend upon what the quality of that video is. There's some gigs that don't really warrant having a video and by having a video there, they can actually distract away from the message. Um, an example of that is certain services we've seen um, that could be the uh, along the, the lines of social media marketing and certain other elements like this, where the people don't necessarily need to see the service represented to them. They already understand it. But in other areas where we're talking about things like actual video marketing or we're talking about voiceovers or graphic design or the whole host of the majority of other services having a video is very important to increasing your sales and we have as I say seen examples where it will affect your orders up to 200% so I personally have the video um, enabled on I think maybe about 70% of my actual services and I have seen a difference there um, compared to when it's disabled. I can definitely see what you're saying about some some services don't necessarily require gig videos, but do you think there's something to be said for having them anyway, just as an attention grabber? I think if you're going to appear on video yourself, I think then yes, definitely have a video because representing yourself to the buyer is a great way to create that personal connection and build a subconscious level of trust and kind of set the tone of your service. But I think a lot of sellers will fall into is that they feel they really need a video no matter what and they often maybe end up putting a video that is the same as a lot of other videos on the platform so it doesn't really add anything to their service and rather than make them stand out and look different they actually kind of blend in more to the crowd ah it's a good point but certainly i think if you're going to appear on video which i would highly recommend you should do and i would put that up yeah because i think it's very easy to forget that you're dealing with another person on the other side of the screen. So if you've got a video there of yourself, you're kind of reminding the buyer that they're actually dealing with um, a real person, a human being, and they're likely to uh, treat you better as well, I think. I mean, when I, fir when I first, um, well, before I got had the video up, I, I did get a lot of nasty clients, but now they've seen me and know I'm a person, they can they speak to me and treat me more of, more like a person as well. Well, that's the that's a great point to mention because we've come to the end of time now and we've answered all the questions available. But that's a great point to mention because we'll actually be covering that in more detail on next week's show when we look at the topic of customer service and how we approach that. We at Fivercast are running a competition looking for our own version of the Fiverr logo. The competition is open to submissions with some fantastic prizes up for grabs. For more information and submission guidelines, head over to forum.fiverr.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Fivercast. Thanks to Tom for being our guest. A special thank you to Ryan, a.k.a. Custom Drum Loops, for composing our jingle. We were edited today by Landon Grace. Be sure to join us next week when we discuss the importance of customer service. If you'd like to send us in a community question, you can do so by going to our thread on forum.fiverr.com. Fivercast.